0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast.
1: Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge.
0: Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Worthy, the brand new game that has just come out. But uh, before we get into discussing whether we're worthy enough to play it, it uh, we got some feedback from our arcade pool episode.
2: Do you remember that? (laughs) I just had an awesome thought. though. It's a, a swimming pool. No, it's surrounded by arcade games, but that might be dangerous. Especially if
0: someone tries to push one in, you know, it's a prank. It might end badly. That's hilarious, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Joseph H. says, this is a very good game. I remember playing it at my friend's house, and it reminded me of a pool game on the NES that was very similar. Uh, For multiplayer, getting it to work on Amiga Live would be great. Yeah. Uh, One feature I think that would benefit this game for multiplayer is the ability to set a timer for each shot. That would move the game along and make it a bit more challenging.
2: That's why, you know, the old Chad, that's one of his Achilles heels. It's like everything he does on Earth. Yeah. He sizes up. And I've played actual pool with him. It's very similar. I wish he had a timer there because he's got to old Chad it up. He's got sure to make sure anything.
0: Does he a, make sure that the timer is
2: turned off on worms? In oh, yeah. And no, there's no ti- I mean, anything we do. And if you're playing a role-playing game or a war game or something, mm-hmm. pack a
0: lunch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, thanks, Joseph, for that feedback. Uh, we got one new iTunes review. Uh, this what? Is, this is from StewTube uh, from the UK. Okay. And he says, Excellent podcast on the beloved Amiga with a rare American view on a machine that was much more popular in Europe. Aaron and Boat have a great chemistry and are very entertaining to listen to, and it's great to hear their opinions on the various games they play. So I just like to remind all of you an, an interesting stat that I heard today. Did you know that the podcast player on the iPhone accounts for 60% of all podcast traffic worldwide? So as much as it as much as it pains me to have to tell you this. Please leave us a review on iTunes even if you don't listen to iTunes because it's the it's the way that people discover new podcasts and lots of other podcatchers including the one that you use and the one that I use use the Apple podcast search function you can actually import it into your podcatcher to um, to kind of for people to find new podcasts.
2: I really want to alienate a large chunk of our audience. I real <laughs> you know I, I, they just recently announced that Apple became the first company in, in history. I think it was to, get, to be worth like what a trillion One trillion dollars. And how did they obtain this lofty sum? This incredible sum of money. What did they do this past year? Because I read this. This is what did they do to obtain this uh, incredible sum of cash? What did they do? I don't know. They raised their prices is what they did, and they're more, and they're now they just more expensive, and people they just more than had just take my money, hey. take it, take it. I. We love, we, I appreciate your iTunes reviews. That's all I can say. I'm not even going to comment because I, I could go here I could go all day. I'm not going to do it. They know. People know.
0: Yeah. If you've got a goatee and you're bald and you recently had a mullet, there's only one opinion you're allowed to have about Apple.
2: And that's the opinion you hold. I don't know what that means. you talking about me? No. When did I have a I'm mullet? I'm talking about somebody else. I never had a mullet. If anything, I had a skullet. That's what Rich used to call it when potato, you have no potato. hair, from, I'm gonna potato you in a minute. The <laughs> potato. Keep the Elgarten. ball with the feedback. Okay. And well, that concludes. <laughs> concludes
0: the feedback. <laughs> what? So um but it doesn't conclude our weekly roundup of this week's Amiga news. Amiga news. Is that? There was. There's the robot. That was the robot. Uh, before we dive into the Amiga news, I want to thank uh, Patreon supporter and all-around great guy, Duncan Styles for our flashy new Amiga news. Um, what do you call that
2: thing? Animated the, logo? I call it the product of a handsome genius. All right. You get no argument from there me. There you go. The, the dunk, he knows, this, he knows the score.
0: What's first up on the gamble train?
2: The Gambletron. The Gambletron. What, what are you talking about? A gamble train. So it's funny. I read a couple uh, of these articles this week on the. They're sort of waxing uh, uh, on the Amigas. I don't know, I guess people are kind of figuring out, hey, wait a minute, there's a rumbling. Mm -hmm. There's a rumbling in Amiga town. Right. You know, we've had the finger on the pulse, but some people have been out of of town. They're just now realizing. And so the first one here, Commodore's beloved Amiga is being revitalized with updated retro hardware. This was from an outfit called Hot. Hot. Hot Hardware.com. Only the hottest hardware. And they go into what we've been talking about for many years, new motherboards, accelerators, Vampires, all the cool crap that's been coming out that makes the Amiga uh, suddenly rise from not only rise from the dead like rise a phoenix from your grave. That's right, but they're whooping that butt and 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 it's, so it's a yeah. We've seen articles like this. It's a pretty good article, but I thought, hey, I'll I'll throw this in the news. People get a kick out of these, and it does it makes me feel good that uh, the, the uh,
0: people outside the the hardcore Amiga press is starting to pick up on the fact
2: that this machine is back and better than ever. That's right. That's cor- correct. Boat. So next on the docket. Now, this one, I seem to vaguely recall us mentioning long ago. Uh, this is from uh, Vintage. Uh, vintage is the new old dot mm-hmm. Another site that I frequent. Uh, Bad Ninjas versus Rick and Joe. The uh, final version has been released for the Amiga. You can download it, play it right now for free. It's free, free. Uh, so there it is. Uh, Boat's got it pulled up here. It, uh, I watched some footage of this. And uh, it is um, it is something. It, it, it I mean it might it might be fun. It's a little platformy. Is this uh, so? The, this is
0: not. Uh, this has nothing to do with bad dudes versus dragon. Well,
2: Ninja. I don't know. I'm assuming they're playing off that. I will say it doesn't look like. It looks like the. They took the uh, crates from Navy SEALs, or mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. And then, and I watched this played over and over, and the the poor fella playing just could not get past this last <laughs> huge gap. So I didn't get to see how it went into, it. but it looks actually looks pretty good to me. I yeah, thought it looked okay, you know. Yeah, I think the the player animates well. He's he's Joe. Well drawn. Looks he's very expressionist. So yeah, you could see him. He looks he looks. He's a man good. after your own heart too. Well, because he's ball because he's had a mullet. Is that what you're going to say? Jimmy Anvil Mightheart. What, what he's got? What heady figure? He has a
0: huge. does hey, have a pretty good size. It protein, does. I mean, have. you got to look at it in relation to the rest of his body. Yeah. Well,
2: there you go. So, but anyway, if you want to watch, go play this for free. I, I linked off of the uh, Vintage is the New Old, but I'm sure you can go directly to the website. But I would check that out. We like those guys over Vintage is the New Old, and then and they do it. They do a lot of interesting stuff over there. So uh, last week, I'm going to touch this briefly one more time, but if you have a CD32 and you want to get together with your buddies and drink some beer, there's a new massive multiplayer compilation out, which uh, is outstanding. I looked over the list of the stuff in it. It's a lot of good stuff. Uh, I love these compilations, as you know. Uh, I'm not going to get into the legalities of said (laughs) compilations because we know we've been down that road before. So here's a new one, Boat. and uh, this, is a, this one's from amytopia.com. I love all these Amiga sites. Me too, it's I very, love the names too. It's great, too. I know. Uh, we've we've uh, talked about amiga topia before. This is the, uh, they have introduced the ZZ9000 RTG card. It's a, a video card. Wow. For, now get, Did you look at this thing? No. Look, look at the crap that this does. You're thinking to yourself a video card for the Amiga? Okay, it's not just a video card, man. Uh, read some of that stuff. You can see it better than me. Yeah, so it's got a
0: um, you, it, it upgrades your RAM to one gigabyte of RAM. Uh, kidding, you've man. got an Ethernet interface built on, an SD card interface, mm-hmm. and all of the drivers from where schematics. They're all open source, so you yeah. can play around with this thing and do whatever you want. Uh, this is for the Amiga 2000, 3000, and 4000. You have have so a, you have to have one of the you have to have a Zorro slot. For right, it. right. But man, what?
2: Whoa, that's not bad. Yeah, and the
0: price, 299 euros, hey, that's cheaper
2: than a vampire. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different beast, that's for sure. But I mean, hey... A gig of RAM, DDR3 RAM, yeah. Ethernet interface, SD card interface. I mean, that is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is going to be something. Now, I don't think these have shipped yet. No. Uh, they're the shipping of, soon. Yeah. I think they're
0: taking pre-orders. The shipping is anticipated for the end of October
2: 2018. Very good, very good. Uh, this is hot off the presses. I've never, I have never. I have to admit, I've never heard of this magazine, but I stumbled across it. Have you ever heard of Jax Magazine, J-A-X? Never. Uh, this is their web uh, page, Jacks Enter, and this is an article from their um, assistant editor, Sarah uh, Schlatterhar. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. She's, she's, I know she lives in Germany. I read her bio. This is another sort of an article like we touched on before, A Friend Forever, The History and Legacy of Amiga. And this is just sort of a little love letter to the Amiga and how how great it is. And uh, it's nice. It's a it's a cute little article. Mm-hmm. It just goes through the history. What's going on now? Sometimes you know. it's
0: nice that these articles are still written because you can share mm-hmm. these articles with your friends when they ask you. You know, what's the deal with this Amiga? Well, here's Correct. a here's a easy concise way to yeah. sum it up.
2: Yeah, and I like so this is sort of uh, out of the usual channels uh, for Amiga uh, stuff, and so I grabbed it when I saw it. Yeah, so I, I like that. that. That I think that just came out in the last day or two. Um, Let's go over some of the site news this week. Um, So, first thing I want to touch on, this is probably certainly the most important thing that came out this week. Our good and dear friend, the Dreamcatcher, a a man, a prolific writer, uh, an eccentric genius, uh, uh, has put out uh, the second, uh, his number two compilation book. Uh, It is now out with a huge PDF of all the stuff. He basically picks up where he left off with his first compilation. Of of just all of his articles compiled in a lovely PDF, all taken care of. Did you have you looked at one thousand four hundred pages? Yeah, it's monstrous. Yeah, remember at one point I was compiling my own dreamcatcher book, basically, mm. and it was uh, unbelievably huge. I mean, dreamcatcher is a easily could write a a, 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 a weekly. Uh, a, it'll probably a weekly newsletter, if you right? Want to tell me, it's a, so we're very fortunate that he's on our side, absolutely. And he's he's kicking it old school. So this is a, it's free. Go get it right now and yeah. get the first one too, which was great. And I believe the first one was I don't know if this was, but the first one he was taking donations through it to it to charity. Know, that's I, right. I think that's still that's still in effect. Probably so. Yeah. So and if and if if uh, some links or something like that, you could always the Amigathon uh, twenty eighteen. Site is all is still up. So if you want to and, and if you want to mention Dreamcatch and throw a couple bucks that way, that'd be fine too. would be, be but I mean if you don't, that's fine. It's free. Go get it. I mean, it's definitely worth your time. It's something that, it's nice to be able to have this stuff on the go. Mm-hmm. You may not you may want to read this uh, offline somewhere. Right, or if you're or, taking
0: a long plane trip or something like that, would be right. perfect exactly. to put on the That iPad. is
2: that would be I mean, talk about a trip down memory lane mm-hmm. too, right? Um something else I want to mention. There's a few more non-site related items, but that was something I definitely want to touch on. So have you heard of Scene World Magazine? You know, I I feel like I have, but if you asked me what they did or who they stood for, I would not right. know. Right. So this, I found this article, I don't know where I found this at, but it's a, it's a video interview with Mike Clark, who was a composer that worked for Psygnosis. He also, he worked on stuff, he worked on the music for Last Ninja 2, and he also did a bunch of programming and he did other console stuff. Pretty interesting. I, I I watched some of it. And it was, you know, it's always interesting to hear from like some psychosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely worth worth your watch. It's on YouTube. We've got a link. I think it was on YouTube. It's linked off the site there if you want to give that a whirl. Awesome. Um, You know, I, don't, I didn't mention this a couple weeks ago, and I, and I, and I love it. Uh, I'm going to mention it right now. You know, our our good friends over at Amiga Love. Uh, I love Amiga Love. Uh, every time we have an article for them or something, I always expostulate um, on their greatness. And so we talked a couple um, weeks ago about a project that uh, they're into over there called the Rejuvenator, which is a, an Amiga 1000 uh, bit of hardware that was out in the glory days of the Amiga that sort of was an awesome piece of hardware, but no one had one, and mm-hmm. it sort of fell by the wayside. So um, uh, the fellow over at Amiga Love has, uh, had found it. He'd found one, and he was trying to get permission to make one, make a new one. And he's gotten the permission. In fact, uh, he's got a campaign going right now to fund the, the the manufacturing of new ones. But there was one hiccup hiccup boat. Um, it's a difficult car to install. Mm. It's so difficult that he hadn't actually gotten to install it on his one thousand to see if it actually would work. Wow. Okay. And so, and what he was missing were certain standoffs and and a few items that probably would have came with it originally that he needed to actually. Properly mount this thing because it's it mounts on top of the uh, Amiga One Thousand in such a way where it's I mean part of it has to go into certain slots. It's real uh, tricky Mm -hmm. unless you have the guides to do it. I mean, but guides, I mean, little plastic guides. And so this week, or when this was, I think this might be a week old. He he, a fellow, um, I think a guy used a a, uh, one of these three D printers to Mm. get, get all this stuff. Worked out, so he he
0: basically created the guides from a three
2: D. That's printer? right, okay. and he actually he hooked this up and it worked. Wow, it worked straight away. And this video shows him getting it to work. It shows him uh, looking at the clock speed, looking mm. at the at what uh, how it picks up with the uh, uh, with the uh, Amiga, like what all the system info picks up. You know, with the speed, the amount of memory, blah blah blah. And but it worked straight away. Which I mean, if you think about it, you know that, that's amazing. That
0: is my my dream Amiga is a one thousand with a rejuvenator. It would be sweet. You yeah. get all the charm of the original, the yeah. original deal, yeah. but you get all the add ons. Right, right, yeah.
2: right. And 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 this thing is pretty interesting. I mean, you're you're re, not only are you pushing this down into your Amiga, but you're actually having to take some of your. Your, uh, your Amiga's chips off and put it in this. Oh, it's, and you it's, can even up, but you can update like, uh, you can update some of the chips. You can put a fatter Agnes and you can put a bunch of different chips that, that are upgraded chips from like, say, a, five, a 500. Mm-hmm. You know, that the stuff that basically gives you an ECS, gives you uh, the bigger, uh, more me- chip memory, the whole nine yards. Right. Uh, this, I ho- and this is a real big step because before they could start manufacturing, these are even thinking about running new versions. They had to make sure the old one worked and in what and how it worked, you know, and so this was a big step. And the video is real cool, he does a real good job. And he says in the future he's going to put out some some demos and some d- demonstrations of, the, of it running various bits of software, but it seems very, uh, it's a good step. That's very a, cool. So, yeah, I really like that, I, you know, I'm rooting for this. I wish I still had my 1000, it was, it got sold one year for Christmas gifts, I'm afraid. <sighs> But I've sold, I've sold the Amiga 1000 three times in wow. my life. Yeah, so, and so I don't have one right now. Well, there. next
0: time you buy it back and then sell it for ridiculously cheap, I'll buy it from you.
2: Oh, you just, <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? The next time it's going to get capped. That's for darn sure. So let's talk about a little site news. Uh, we mentioned Dreamcatch's uh, article <clears throat> or his, his uh, comp, a compilation of articles. Uh, we released, uh, I believe this week, we released hour five mm-hmm. of the Amiga Thon. This is the. And now we haven't gotten to the, the upcoming. Will be the release of Doom. that will be next week, uh, which by the time this airs will probably be about the same time, right? So, right. so coming soon, if not already out. Look for week for hour six, the big hour. That's when it all went down. So, if you want to hear the get the high, behind the scenes scoop on the hour on the five, big is hour. still a pretty big hour. Though. It is because you get to see me and Brent whoop a butt at some silkworm. You get to see me eat some. Eat some food. Yes. in on the couch. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, also, an hour five, uh, of course, and I think uh, in late in hour uh, five, uh, has I don't know has John shown up yet in this in, in this hour? Oh, he comes in between see. hour five and six. There, there are you yeah. gesticulating madly towards the screen. Well, yeah, I'll do that now and again. Uh, but but uh, in hour six, it all aside from the fact that everything breaks. Uh, John shows up with pizza mm-hmm. plus uh Hose shows up. Yeah. He's this ready when, to rock That's and roll. when the party starts. Well it's <laughs> right it ended, as soon as everything ended went and started now. simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you haven't if you're in watch, going back and watching those, uh hour five out now, hour six probably out by the time this, this airs. So no. no. It when, won't be out. By when, are you, are you, are you releasing don't worry the about schedule? the
0: future. Never broadcast what's going on in the future. Cause we don't know. Right, but I
2: mean, I don't know. What, are you releasing those on the schedule? Yes. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. They
0: all come out. Amigathon comes out every Tuesday. Uh, Thursday is a, actually, I think it's a remastered Amigos comes out every Tuesday until they run out. A re, um, an Amigathon comes out every Thursday.
2: See, I was, Cause when I was really, the few I released, I just, I, I, I know didn't. you, you refuse to, I just, I don't have a schedule, man. Yeah. Just, I'm just like, woo, I'm all over the place. It's crazy time. Um, let's see. So, uh, we also, uh, Bo, you actually released a, a, a video of you playing this week's game. Yes. That came out this week and, uh, a lot of people had a look at, mm-hmm. including me, and, uh, laughed a lot, uh, but, uh, not too much. Hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, me and the Brent, uh, released, a um, uh, well, we released the, the latest, uh, of our ARGs, what did we release? We did Vectrex last week, and this week we did um, oh, it's Vic, oh, it's 20. The Vic Twenty. Good lord, I'm telling you, I'm getting old. We had a lot of fun with the Vic. So if you're into the Vic or just want to see me badmouth Brent for 40 minutes or so, always a good time. Uh, so we did that this week. Uh, are, we, are we missing any other site news here, but I can't rough top man. I can't. Did you do any, uh, anything that plays anything aside from worthy? this nope. week? I think that covers it. So a busy week. And if you haven't caught it, I we pitched it last week, but, uh, Boat had uh, actually deal. no. I'd, I'd rather talk about
0: something new because we talked about that last week. I'm still gonna um, talk about it on this this past week's insert disc two, which I haven't posted to the Google Plus. Uh, I talk with amigo Chad about our uh, abiding history with the card game Magic: The Gathering. This is a game that uh, passed you by because you were much too old for it and too cool mm-hmm. and too poor. That's true, but uh, but it was a big part of my life in early high school and a big part of Chad's life. For like a 10 or 12 year period. So And, and Brent was really into it. As well. Yeah, he was into it too. And uh, so we talk about both our time uh, playing casually and the, the way things used to be. And uh, then we talk about the tournament scene that Chad was involved in. And finally we wrap things up talking about collecting as investment. Which if you held on to your cards from back, back in the day, you're doing pretty well. I remember Brent sold a bunch of his cards for one of those multiple CD changers. Mm, probably Whoops. a bad move, yeah. yeah. I just sold a uh, Chaos Orb are you familiar what a Chaos Orb is I don't is? know anything about this card okay yeah. well I just sold a Chaos Orb $666.66 66. <sighs> mean, the rich
2: get richer i yeah. tell you good lord <laughs> and to finish my thought if you missed his interview with Bill it's great yeah. you need to go listen to it I I really enjoyed your interviews with him and Robbie they were both great the great job. Your interview skills are off the charts. Well, but, thank you. I appreciate it. And of course it helps if you have someone extremely interesting to interview. That that is nine tenths of the game.
0: That's right. And the other tenth is making sure the electronics work well. Well, there you go. You can't you can't have it all but Are you ready, Aaron? I'm ready. Are you ready to talk
2: worthy? I am. I okay. actually am. Well, let's do it and then. And I want to also uh, well, I'll get into something afterwards. So let's go ahead and tackle words. Okay. Before you uh, you start
0: in with it, I want to thank uh, Alex Brown. First of all, I want to thank Amiga Bill because he put me in touch with Alex Brown, who he'd been there talking to. Alex Brown is the coder for Worthy. Uh, he's also the creator of the fabulous Blocky Skies, which is a game that I took a look at and is very cool. Uh, it's a, it's another cool puzzle game. It, it doesn't quite have the polish of Worthy, but it's free, and it's definitely neat. I dig the music a lot. Um, so check that out. Alex, thank you so much for providing this copy for us to review.
2: And I'll have to mention, since you t- talked about it, I had not heard of Blocky Skies until I did this mm-hmm. research for this episode, and I, I didn't get to play it, but I did have a look at it. It looks very interesting. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll, several of the guys. Uh, I mean, this is they, they've gotten an interesting bunch here uh, over work on this stuff. And uh, excuse me, uh, I looked over just some of the people that worked on this, and uh, they. It's not like they're idle. They've got a lot of stuff in a lot of sticks in the fire. So anyway, you know. Normally we don't touch new stuff. We never have, really. It's not like we didn't want to. Yeah, you make
0: it sound like we actively avoided it. No, I'm um, no. We no, just I never don't... thought about doing. Yeah, a
2: new I mean, game. really, the only new. I asked Bo because it's funny when we, Bo was like, "Let's do some new stuff," and I said, "We've been through. We did do new stuff." And he goes, "What?" And I said, Karotica. and he's like, "And and then I said, what was the other one I came up with?" Well, I, I mean, to? we've
0: done plenty of new ports, right?
2: But I mean, that's not doesn't count, real. I mean, we've you're never right. done anything else that wasn't right. a new port. So I was like, but I, it never occurred to me that we didn't. I never thought about it. It's all new to most of it's new to us. We haven't played it, but I mean, it's not new to new. So when Bo was like, "Let's do this puzzle game that just came out," I was like, "Well, okay, I'll I'll do it," you know. And and so and so we jumped on it. uh, So that again, Worthy came out this year. So that's it's brand new. Uh, Now I played now this game. uh, He ships it in various ways. All right, he ships. Oh man, no. So. So you've got the disc version, which I played the straight up disc version. That's what I. That's what I played. That's what I played as well. Um, he's also, of course, you can download. There's a downloadable version you can get. It's the. Uh, it's just the disc plus the ISO. You can make your own, and it's just it's straight up just. use downloaded. There's no physical copy. Then he's got a set with the CD and a floppy, and then he's got a set with the box mm-hmm. CD and floppy. And of course there's some various goodies, stickers. Yeah, there. why don't you go ahead and give those price points since you just talked about All this. right. All um, right, so now you'll have to help me with the Euro to uh, dollar conversion on these. So if you just want to download the game, uh it's 9 bucks. You're 9 euros. Yeah. So well, what are we talking about that one? I think it's about 10 bucks. Is that? And then if you want the CD floppy, that's 19 euros. About 20 bucks. And then the if you want the whole enchilada, I I'm, think you made a mistake. No, I didn't write that. That's it was straight off the web page. So I don't know why, I don't know what, why it says, it, but I think it's like I think it was 29. Okay. Like, so that'd be what 30, 30 bucks yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So Pretty reasonable, Frank, to be honest with you. And 10 bucks uh, for the new, a brand new game, that's not too bad. No, not uh, at all. all. So, and it, and it comes with like, there's also like wallpaper and you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. So, little like, add-on things. That's right, yeah. which everybody likes that stuff. So, um, the developer of this, Pixel Glass is mm-hmm. the name, which I guess is Alex's outfit, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they've got another game on the on the docket called a city or Alr City. Probably a Oh, this Al- is a capital C. That's oh, it right there. Okay, so I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I kind of just had a look at what they had. It looks mm-hmm. interesting. Um, it's a one player game, and uh, as Boat mentioned, the, the coder on this was Alex Brown, uh, who also did Blocky Skies. Now you had some other guys working on this too. Now, uh, one of the musicians was uh, Simone uh, Brnacchia. Am mm-hmm. I am I close there? I think so. Now, listen to this. Uh, so Simone has been busy because a lot of stuff that we hear about that's being released, he he worked on. Tanks, Fury. Remember Tanks, furry. Mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. Powder, which I'd heard of. Dream of Rowan. Remember that Is one. Powder based on that movie. I don't know that weird vampire thing. Not. Was that a vampire? I don't, I don't think, think I, I always was scared of it. Like an albino guy, yeah. wasn't he? It was um, Farad, too. Uh Was it uh, Crazy Priest? Which I think I, I think I met him once. <laughs> uh, and uh, a few other games. I mean, uh, uh, th- there's been a lot of action here with the uh, Blocky Skies. So they worked together on that. Uh also on the team was uh John uh S- S- Sicarius. Is that right? You want to try that one? Yeah, probably uh S- Sicarius. I like that. You're doing man. great on the names. man. I like that man. Sicarius yeah. is a cool name. And uh, who is does graphics I'd love to, to have anything, any part of my name have a silent T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little team, but that's a way you know, but you get this game you could tell there was a it was a, t- a small team effort. I mean, this is a a polished tie. Mm-hmm. Let's just start off right there. So I tried to ascertain the plot of this game just from watching the intro. All right, did you did you read the backstory on this? I did. Okay, good. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna let you explain the backstory, but just you, when you when the game starts, it's not what I expected. I will say that right off the bat, the game starts this sort of like. Uh, uh, what would you call that? A, a, just a side view of like a, a almost like a p- building, almost like a pyramid or something. Yeah, it looks like like a, the Parthenon or something right, like and that. There's t- columns. A, a, a little a, a little figure of a girl and a little figure of a boy come together, and there's a big huge diamond between them. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it, it comes up. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Great music sound. It looks cool. Now you want to try to do the give them a little bit. Well, but I don't remember
0: exactly what happened. I've got but it the... written here. Okay, want... go you you go ahead and sum it uh, up. Uh,
2: uh, this is the description I read. So. The sacred mega diamond and mm-hmm. many other precious trinkets have been stolen by evil battle mage Malik. All right, Malik. They were hidden deep in his castle. Aldo, a young prince whose goal is to impress beautiful princess Ruby, is fearless and ready to throw himself into the middle of the castle in order to retrieve the stolen goods.
0: So they don't talk about why the princess is hanging out in the dungeon as well, then? Well, no. This 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 little description. Okay, I, w- I was curious about that. She's so, just there.
2: So this is all sort of, I mean, it, it plays in, but it's not that important. So what what is worthy? What is it in its essence? Well, it's not what I thought it would be. Um, now, okay. Talk about what you thought this game was. Well, I heard puzzle game, and so I thought it was going to be a puzzle game, uh, um, like a Tetris okay. or something like that, like an abstract shape-based puzzle. I- game. I'll admit it. I- I'd heard about this game. I may even see the screenshot, but I never thought. Um, I never thought what it was, mm-hmm. and so when it loaded up, and I, keep it in mind that I read nothing. I just it loaded up, and I was like, okay, this sounds good. This looks sharp. Okay, what am? I, what the heck is this? And so, it, but it, it's pretty—it's pretty, it's pretty uh, easy to figure out. Uh, you start in a, basically a maze. On at some point in the maze, you see your—you uh, see Ruby, the girl, hanging out. She doesn't even look that worried, to be completely honest with you. And then, and, and you're on the other side of the maze, and you see some sort of enemy. In the beginning, there's these little red blobs. They have little faces. They don't look—they look like—they look like, remind me of snow bees from uh, a Pingo, if you remember yeah. Pingo. That's mm-hmm. what they remind me of. Which is not, I like, I like paying uh, So as you run to the maze, these little guys chase you around and you are trying to collect <clears throat> enough of these diamonds that are scattered out there, out the maze to, to uh, make the princess happy. Right. This is where the
0: title comes from. <laughs> right. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to prove your worth to her by collecting the enough diamonds so right. she'll accept you.
2: So. You you can you can get to her occasionally without having enough diamonds, and she just basically spurns you. Yeah, she's just like right, she's not interested. Nope, which makes me believe that she doesn't need to be rescued. She's just sort of watching you go out and toil to get her. Absolutely, what she wants. which I kind of dig. Well, it's an interesting. I don't know what this means from a social perspective. It's just, but it's, it means she doesn't need rescuing. Man, we're living in the twenty first well, century. It's, it's just sort of funny. In fact, you will just. There are many times where, like, if you don't pay attention, there's a little chime that sounds when you get enough diamonds, and you can count. There's Mm -hmm. a there's a real nice like a like display on the side that tells you how many diamonds, Mm -hmm. how many swords you've got, how many lives you've got, and how much time you've got left. And so, because these mazes are timed, although I did not get far far enough into the game to where the point where the timer came into play. Okay, I would either get killed or I'd get out. Uh, So. Uh, if you if you get to her without having enough diamonds, she just basically folds her arms up and turns away. And if there happens to be a bad guy behind you, you just get slaughtered. It's over. You're you dead. You get slaughtered right beside her. What would have been crap. great if they would have put it in a little laughing animation? Oh. Well, geez, that'd be cruel. It's like the baby. dog and
0: duck hunt, you know? So,
2: so if you think, so, just from that description, you think to yourself, well, this sounds like a, like sort of like a Pac-Man or something. It's, this, it's not anything like Pac-Man, no. really. It's in... As you get into this game, you have to—you can't just play a couple levels and be like, "Okay, I, I think I got it," because it's a very clever, isn't it? Boat, the way that the levels uh, progress—now, I don't know how far you got in. I, I'll freely admit, I got—I got to level fourteen, and that was as far as I could get. You got much farther than I did. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I, and I played the crap out of this because it's—this is one of those games. That you could pick up, like I played it off. I played it off flop. Mm-hmm. Okay, it loads up quick. Yeah, it's the load times aren't bad, and and once you start playing it, you can just sit there and play it. Absolutely, it runs on any Amiga, which is tremendous. If mm-hmm. you get it, it'll run on Amiga uh, 1, 600. It runs on anything, right? Uh, and it uh, which and that's why it was made mm-hmm. smart. Right. Okay, I'll get into that later. So, as you play the game, you realize, okay. Your guy has no ability to kill anything unless he gets a sword. Mm-hmm. And when you get a sword, and they're occasionally sprinkled strategically around the maze, you get to use it one time to kill somebody. I mean, you could swing and miss and still have it, but you use, it's a one kill sword. And so it's sort of like something you get at, like, say, the Dollar right. Tree.
0: Now, I will mm-hmm. say that this, uh, you know, a, a much more cruel game would have given you a one use sword that if you missed, you know, you're screwed. Yeah. So, and that would have been
2: super cruel because yeah. it took me a good while. The hardest for me, the hardest part of this game, was that well, there were really two parts I thought were difficult, and and they were knowing when to swing the sword from what position, mm-hmm. and the control, which is I found the control was fine, but they this is a game that requires nimble fingers. Mm-hmm. You have to, and I'll explain why. Like I said, the first couple levels they're not that difficult, but then you get to a point where there are not enough swords. Available instantly to get you past the number of bad guys. Mm-hmm. They outnumber you, and you, and and so, uh, what's often the case in this game is that you are leading a little conga line of bad guys mm-hmm. as they chase you around. They're about the same speed at you at first. Mm-hmm. The red guys. It's a lot like Pac-Man
0: Championship. Uh, Pac-Man Championship. Addition, yeah. yeah, DX. When you, you're, you're doing the same sort of thing, except this game has much more lethal consequences and, than. And unlike Pac
2: Man, where you've got a pretty much a setup maze, mm. this maze is not just, you can just keep rolling. Yeah. There are spikes that come up to the floor. There are parts of the maze where it's just a room where you can get trapped. There are pl- places where the door is not open. So, I mean, it's much easier to get in get Absolutely. So you have to be very careful, not only like where you go but like even to the point where you eventually you'll come across these uh, monsters and they'll be sleeping mm-hmm. and so and sometimes they're sleeping sometimes they're not and you've got to make sure you know when to wake them up mm-hmm. and where to be and right. Like because they have if they if you have to get two or three monsters chasing you around a square in a in a counterclockwise or a clockwise way, you've got to make sure that they all come the right way because if one of them strays off, if you let one of them stray off the path, they'll
0: go around the other way and trap you. Absolutely. One of the nice things that I appreciated about this game is that when a level starts, the monsters are not roaming. It's not like Pac-Man where they, if you just stay in one spot, they'll eventually come and get you. Uh, you have time to survey the scene Trying to plot out your course in your mind before you jump into action. Yeah, you need,
2: and it takes you a second to understand. You know, this is one of those games that once you play it through once, you can prop Now, it's not one you can just instantly win again because there's still that you have to be nimble. Mm-hmm. There's a dexterity. Component. Yeah, and there's for sure. and another component is the, the randomness of the bad guys. And like I said, the first I think like the first ten levels, <clears throat> you're just worried about these red guys. And I I could not do the games. Puzzles justice by trying to describe them. They're too clever and complex. But I mean, I'll
0: yeah, you can. I mean, the way I would say it is that you're you're manipulating the route of the enemies. You're activating switches to open enclosed, otherwise enclosed areas, all in the all in the quest to get enough diamonds. Because there'll be diamonds that are locked behind certain doors. You've got to flip switches to open the doors. Um, and all while managing how to deal with these enemies with a limited number of ammunition in the form of a sword. And,
2: and 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 that's all well and good, but there are plenty of times, and maybe some of the levels that you didn't get quite up get up to, where the uh, your ability to beat the level is strictly based on your ability to be as n- super duper nimble. As, and do stuff that you can barely get away with. Mm-hmm. There's a level where you have to get a certain amount of diamonds to leave. And you can get right to the girl, but she's just she's spurned you. You don't want to go. And you have to lead two or three of these monsters on a, on a chase all the way around the maze. And you have to go around certain areas to make sure you've got enough time to get back up and go down this one dead-end street and get a, enough diamonds and then get back out before they reach the point where you can't get out. Uh, it's... Uh, as I mentioned, I, I I put a review of this up on uh, on Lemon when I because uh, I was reading some of the reviews there and I and this game is just it's it is on the borderline of being so frustrating that I don't want to play it but it it doesn't cross it and so what that means is it's just I get frustrated but it I can beat it and I feel great when I do it's like I I got it. Now, once you get past the just, there's as you go through the game, there are several enemies. There are the red little blobs, and then you come across the blue blobs. Did you get far enough to no, see the blue? I ones? I never saw the blue ones. Oh man, the blue ones look like the red ones, except they're blue, and they're just they're as exactly as fast as you are, maybe a little faster. And so they are super quick, and so you can't screw around with these guys. If you if you just go past one, he'll get you. Just if he's sitting there sleeping, he'll just nab you. You've got to be super quick. You've got to be on a on a haul and know where you're going to take this guy to get a sword because you can't get away from him and they're all in you. Very difficult, very extremely difficult. And the first time you see them, you you really have to understand how they it's a different strategy with the blue blobs versus the red blob. Mm-hmm. And then further into the game, you've got the green creatures. They're a little taller than a blob. What these guys do is they spit. They basically spit uh, a missile at you or a a glob of goo or whatever. It'll kill you, and so you've got to, you've got, and they spit it every so often. And you can time it, and you've got to get past uh, uh, them via timing their spit, so you can figure out a way to get to kill them. Uh, Along the way, I should mention that aside from the fact that you have to dodge these guys or attempt to kill them, there are also like dart traps that are around. Dart traps are a little uh, difficult to. I'm not 100% sure even now if they're playing this a lot what exactly triggers them um, you, yeah you... i think that once
0: once an object <sighs> walks in front of their path after a set time they fire and so they become uh, they become your friend in some in, in, in most of these levels because what you have to do is you you lure the enemy to follow you. And again, like you said before, it's all about the timing. You want the enemy to be close enough to you that when it's following you, the dart will kill it, but not so close that it catches up with you and kills you.
2: I, I don't think I've played it I'm trying to think of a game that I uh, it's funny. I was reading some reviews on a, on a site that right when this was this the day it came out, these, and this was not an amiga site. It was just a regular text line. I was reading there were some people that commented on the game, and they were like, oh, this looks like that, or it looks like they convert, they took to these two games and put them together. And I personally, uh, and I would be the first to admit, hey, this is a this is a clone of this. I can't think of a game that I've played. It almost the, the closest game I could think of was that game... Uh, that we played what had that had the horrible game show host. What was that? You remember that one? Oh yeah, and it was on the CD. Yeah, but that's our. Well, mean, that's yeah. the closest I can come. But I like this one better. And one thing this game has got, it's one of the few times I can ever remember having to to be think on your toes and be incredibly nimble with the stick. I mean, this isn't one of those games where you can just get your your auntie to sit down and play it like Tetris. I mean, you really have to be a pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty quick. Player that has really good well,
0: again too. It's just like you know, so many of these games where your auntie probably could beat the first level or the first two levels, but once you get higher and higher, things become much much more difficult. What did you think of the difficulty? Um, I thought it was fair. Uh, I, I thought you know. I didn't put as much time into it as you did. Um, I probably played like the first five or six levels. Um, and once I got to the point where you know I, I realized, okay, it's gonna take a significant, because my brain just doesn't work as fast as, you, as yours does. I mean, you're, you've got a pretty clever mind you when heard it comes it. To
2: You heard it, because you were mocking me right now puzzles.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like this this would be one of these games where if I had an infinite amount of time, I'd eventually be able to figure out these puzzles. But once I got to the point where I was like, boy, this is really going to take some doing, then I turned it off and I was like, I'll come back to it. And I just never got a chance to come back to it. There is a game that is uh, almost exactly like this game. Okay. It's called Adventures of Lolo. Okay. It came out I've on, heard of on, that. It came out on the Nintendo. Yeah. They made at least three of them. Okay. I've it's, heard of that. It's yeah. exactly the same as this game. Now, this of course, there's a different tile set. There's... a um, uh, different, you know, characters and things like that. The the enemies are different, but it's basically the same thing. You have to collect a certain number of things before you move on. Uh, there's no, there's no girl in it. Your girl has been kidnapped, obviously, but, um, but, other than that exactly the same. So this game this this type of game has been done before but probably not on the Amiga at least not that I know so
2: of. So it has the same thing with the enemies, the, the weapons, the darts, the whole nine yards, not, the spitting.
0: They're the... all they're all different graphical representations of those things but all of those mechanics are there. Hmm. I, I've, I've heard of that game, but I, that's one I never played. I like it. Um, but, a, again, it's it's one of those games that I get to a certain point and I'm like, this I just can't figure this out.
2: But now, there, and uh, I, the closest thing I can think of is when, uh, in terms of having to be smart, puzzly, and nimble, is it's some of the later stages in like the uh, third, three Vikings mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. where you have to really switch back and forth real quick. And you have to be, you have to be pretty nimble with your stick. But this one, this I found this uh, easier to get into. It's yeah, it's simpler. I think
0: you know is that's more of a puzzle platformer. This is a single screen. You can see everything. Yeah. on the screen at once. You know, you can plot your course out. Um, I think I, I like
2: that better. Me too. I, I, me too. I, 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 and not because because the, uh, Lost Vikings is a great game. It really is. But for in terms of a pick up and play thing, where I want to do it when I'm. Like, this could easily be, like, an, on iOS or something. Mm-hmm. You could easily... You, I could see this uh, on on a portable device with no... I mean, you could just play it. I like that kind of stuff. Quick pick-up-and-play game. There were some things in it that I thought were odd. Uh, I will say that. And the number one thing that I thought was really freaking odd is, the, uh, is when you kill these monsters, there's a huge, like, blood splatter. And it seems real out of place to me in a game that's sort of a cute game. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get killed, there's a big blood splatter, and which, that seems odd. I thought that was an odd
0: choice. I found that to be odd, too, because the rest of the game has such a cute aesthetic. It would be like
2: seeing Link die a bloody death, you know, yeah. in one of the Legend of Zelda games. I was thinking it's, if Miss pa- Pac-Man just got, like, literally, physically eaten yeah. in front of you. That'd be, yeah. that'd be, so I thought that was a strain. That mm-hmm. was kind of goofy. Also, the fact that you're... That your girl can get can, is so callous. <laughs> I, I really I learned to to not like Ruby just because she'll just sit there while you get slaughtered. And maybe if you died and it wasn't so bloody, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be too bad. But I mean, it's so it's and it's not violent, folks. It just there's just, he's there. Then they get him. There's a noise and there's a blood splat. Right. right. But I mean, it seems horrific. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and she just doesn't care. Right. And it irritated me. It's like I'm out here, and the fact that you're out here risking your Tiny for this broad, and, and and you're bringing her all this jewelry, but that's not good enough. Does it hit
0: a little too close to home,
2: Aaron? Well, I hey, listen. i got gonna say, What are you trying to get me killed for? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Um, so, they pitched this game. I'm gonna read some of the just some of the stuff they said that this has because we didn't get far enough to, to know everything. So, it's eight, it says here it's uh, a 500 optimized 50 hertz, 40 action packed episode or a, a levels. Um, 40's is not bad. Uh, That's a pretty, I think it's a decent number. These are are pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, And uh, mind bending puzzles, I'll give you that. That's true. Superb 32 color pixel art. I thought I found the art fine. Boy, you
0: know, I think I would go more than fine. I think for an OCS game, I mean, think I've seen we've covered thousands of CD32 games that look like much, much worse than this.
2: I I think it. I think it's an attractive game. I mean, it's. I mean, the the, the way
0: uh, if you look at like the shadows, the little things, the shadows of the characters, even though the sprites are small, they're still like. Discernible animation in the sprites. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, I, again, I think it's for what it is, it's more than serviceable, it's attractive. Yeah. But I mean, it's not gonna, it's not like Shadow of the Beast, but that's not what this game is. It's as yeah. a, a puzzle game. By the way, you, this would be at home in any arcade. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the, it's almost set up for a vertical screens, everything, mm-hmm. you know, side thing. Um, punchy. Oh, it's a catchy tunes and lovely music. I agree. There's a lot
0: of music. And at, at, at least the levels that I played, if there isn't a different song for every level, there is different music on every level. It might loop back around eventually. That's something that is so sorely missing on so many Amiga titles, they finally figured it out, you know, 25 years later. Yeah,
2: I, I, it, I thought the music was uh, uh, catchy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. I and, I, and I thought it didn't
0: detract from the, the. you know, it's it It didn't keep my mind from working.
2: Right, and I thought the sound effects were pr- Perfectly fine. -hmm. I thought they sounded just good. I mean, again, this is a game that you're not relying heavily on, them, but I mean, they're good, and it works with the sound, there's no problem there. Um, Arcade style and presentation, we touched on that, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it has. And multiple endings. Now, I found this intriguing, and I I wanted to go and, I went and skipped ahead to see some different levels, but I did not want to see the ending, because I plan on getting to the end. And I didn't want to ruin it. But I like the fact that this this sort of game has multiple endings. It is neat. Which I think that's kind of fun. I believe, uh, uh, is it Bubble Bobble or one of those games has has multiple endings. I don't remember which one. In fact, maybe a couple of them have multiple endings. I'm not sure. It seems like there was one if you, if you go through I it think, without dying, you yeah, get an ending. I think, and I think there is. Uh, I know that Bubble Bobble,
0: I think it's got a weird thing where you, you can't get the true ending unless you're playing a two-player game.
2: Yeah. Um, now, I did notice this. I... I... Uh, 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 when I played this version, this I used. I played it on on the uh, Amiga Forever when I mm-hmm. played it, which it worked perfectly fine. Uh, I saw that when I was looking at the requirements here, uh, and all these are the same: the disk version, any PAL Amiga. So I don't know how well this is going to work if you don't have a PAL Amiga, and I didn't get to try it out. Uh, uh, it, and you have to have five twelve chip and five twelve regular for the disk version. That's nothing. Right. So you should be everyone should probably have that by now. And the rest of them are just a Meg. Uh, or a meg and a half, depending if you use a CD-ROM version on So if you have a CD-ROM hooked up to your Amiga, you've probably got enough memory. Yeah. You know, I, I would assume. You know what's up. Uh, and so, overall, uh, like I said, I, I played it, and I, I tried like gangbusters to get past level 14, couldn't do it, and then when I skipped ahead, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, when I skipped ahead watched someone get further than me on the, on the video, uh, it looked, it looked, I could see what was going on, which helps. Mm-hmm. I could actually see I, I don't know, and I could watch, I watched a playthrough of this, and it was infuriating. <laughs> you know, because it's almost like a robot was doing the playthrough. It was amazing to yeah. me that, 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 it, that it was happening. And that's the thing, I mean, once, you know, if you're
0: the kind of person that puts the, the, a lot of time into this thing, you're going to get it down to where, because you, all you're doing, you're memorizing the patterns.
2: So right, right. That's what right. Doing. Um, So, I did look at, uh, to uh, see, there's no, I didn't see anyone who had actually reviewed this and giving it as some sort of no assigned that a number, let's be the first. Well, except for Lemon when quarter. it comes to graphics, <laughs> I give it a four. Oh, geez, I'm not going down that road. Uh, the, the people in Lemon seem to like it. Uh, they gave it an 8.55, which is, of course, it's early on, but they already had like I think 14 or 15 reviews. I added one. Um, I uh, I, I really enjoy the game and, and I'm surprised. And I told Boat early in the week, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna. Play this, and and I don't. I think you're going to be surprised at, about my answer because he boat knows this is not necessarily my bag. Listen, this is right, this is something I would have played in the arcade '82. That game, uh, would you say Lolo? Uh, I never played it, but if I mean I'm not surprised. This is just like something you played in the arcade back in the day. You could, you could like I said, you could put it in any coin op I like it. I like quick action, and I, while I don't like puzzle games all that much, this is my type of puzzle game. It wasn't too frustrating, it was fun to play. It, even the fact that there's, it's kind of bloody and it, it seems kind of weird, I, the part of me, there's an evil part of me that enjoys the fact that you have to buy off this bra with diamonds and she'll be more than happy to let you get killed that's right. uh, a, 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 in, in pursuit of her pleasure. And so. you
0: know, that's it's a great point you bring up. If, if those of you listening right now know uh, another single screen kind of puzzle action game like this, for the Amiga, that's in that same worthy vein, leave a comment in the uh, in the YouTube comments, and we'll check it out.
2: And I'd also like if you uh, uh, if you had a chance to play this uh, and and you liked it or you didn't like it, drop us drop us a note and uh, make a comment under the video and let us know what you thought. Yeah, you know, because I'll, I'll, it'd be fun. We'll, and maybe next week we'll read over some of the people's. Uh, little reviews of it yeah that sounds that sounds great and there were none on ebay <laughs> none on ebay no, i was actually surprised no, I'll be no flippers yet. out there i thought someone might be trying to get you know oh, 35 40 bucks just wait know. till it
0: goes out of print that's when they'll come out oh, of no, the woodwork. you might be right all right aaron well before we wrap things up uh i wanted to tell everybody about our new merch store uh, we yeah. talked about this last week, but uh, we lost the last five minutes of our podcast last week because I tend to writhe about like a snake whenever we're recording, and I kicked the table at an inopportune time over at Amigo Studios East, and the cable fell out of the microphone, and <laughs> we lost all
2: audio. So um, if- I was hoping when you went to fix that... That you would be like, you would just pretend to be oh, us. Oh, that would have and been the, great. And put the voice Different in. voices. That it's would have been great. I get it's the a kazoo missed opportunity, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I want to tell everybody about our new storefront over on Teespring. If you go to teespring.com slash store slash Amigos Retro Gaming, you can check out our plethora of Amigos-related tees. We've got everything from our Amigos are scum shirt. That uh, puts us in the world of Maniac Mansion or another Lucas Arts game. We've got our brand new Patreon supporter shirt, amigos. World of supporters. That's a beauty with the uh, the sensible soccer theme. Uh, and uh, I changed. We were over on T Public, but I changed to Teespring because the shipping, the international shipping and the domestic shipping is much cheaper. Um, and so uh, every purchase you make helps benefit the store, or helps benefit the store, helps benefit the show, <laughs> <laughs> helps benefit me. Motive <laughs> of car. Send all your payments. T-shirt money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So check that out. Uh, Also, uh, Aaron. We did not have any winners of the Patreon song challenge last week. I can't remember. Did you actually get the song off before no. you? No. So this is all new. So wait a minute. We're, what you, do you expect? Or do what no, uh, Yeah, you didn't guess the song you didn't hear last week. I'm referring to two weeks ago. Oh, now, I thought maybe they would lip read it. Oh, that, that would have been great. I yeah. should have made that the challenge. You
2: should have re-sang a different song mm. over your lips <laughs> Like you should have had like Eve come down and sing, or got like a very white guy. Who, I would have. I was just, just bring bring the the ghost of Barry White in. Too. That'd be awesome.
0: Um, but last, two weeks ago, the correct song was um, Waiting in Vain by Bob Marley. So I, I'm going out on a limb thinking there's probably not a whole lot of reggae fans in our in our uh, immediate circle, at least not, that would recognize my contemporary vocal stylings. Legalize it mine. Yeah, exactly. So this year, we're going to head a little bit closer to home, something a little bit simpler. Um, sort of, wait I'm for, what's closer than, than reggae what's closer, to, <laughs> can't do some, uh, what's closer to West Virginia than the heart of reggae <laughs> <laughs> actually we did I guess I could do like dueling banjos I something. and I is confused <laughs> <laughs> um, but um if you would like to be part of this illustrious list of names, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash amigos podcast uh, where if you support the show, you'll get access to our Discord server um, where there's the nonstop Amiga and retro gaming and modern gaming and all kinds of talk going on with a great cast of characters from all over the world. Um, it's insanity. You can be part of the Amigos Game Selection Committee and actually help pick the games that we cover on this show. There's a lot of different options. Options out there for uh, people who are interested in supporting the show through Patreon. And we thank everyone who does that. Um, thank if you. you know the song for this week, you can email your answer, your guess to John at amigospodcast.com. And I will read your name in an upcoming episode if you guess correctly.
2: I'm going to guess Jamming.
0: Jammin'. Yeah, we're jamming. Man. Remember that song? Oh, I,
2: Yeah. I want to jam up with you.
0: Unfortunately, there's, I think that that's, I guess I could do that. I was thinking about, it's sort of a repetitive tune. That's the problem with a lot of reggae is there's about five notes. Well, the chorus, just, I mean, the non-chorus. Yeah. No, 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 no. You yeah, can have like a million I, names sticking right in there. Right, right. So here we go.
1: Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Shonzo, Darren Lomax, calling 419. Bark, Bid, Seb, Kiernan, and Roland Burke, Andrew Monster the zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Kellogg, Alan Kebab, Donald Tyler, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perrone, Ricky DeRosa, Creepy Dead Boy, Figure C T Z, the slow Norris, Stefan Sargard, and Edwin Helen Blindo, 75, Christopher Sol, Haravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dream Catcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Bebke, Brent Dowdy, Elaine Denson, Adam Batters, Bill Bryan's Retro and Vintage, Gary Huckassy, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kabar, Anthony Jarvis Taste from the Crib, Josh, Nat, Adam, Bradley, Jonas, Rulo, T-H-T, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Humbert, Stan, Daniel Banks, and Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warnes, Pixels at Dawn,
0: and Kilbjorn Barben. You know, I got that one at the very end. Good. At the but, beginning, yeah. I, I was like, what? It takes you a while. When you're, when you're, I don't know, aged, the brain works more slow.
2: You ever take a synthesizer, You like at Radio Shack or the mm-hmm. mall, and just start banging your hands on it like this, and it goes like bray, bray, bray. That's what it sounded like there at the beginning. That's what it sounded like. That was a... I thought you were doing some sort of one of those like real postmodern college music style oh, synthosolos. music.
0: Syntho-silo. That's right.
2: That's what I thought. I, was, I, I couldn't. I was like, I was like, "Where's the tune here?" I that was the name it. of my
0: band in college, Syntho Solo. Syntho
2: Solo. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, what's that song? Ooh, What a lucky match was it? it wee wee. That's that's something like that. Which I love that song and that song. Who did solo. Lucky Man. What was is that America? It's a great song. Yeah. God, it's Ooh. good. I mean, that synthesizer, you don't hear that. I love those cheesy synths. I think it was solo.
0: Jethro Tull. What was like that, Jethro that Tull? Are with you the nuts? flute solo in the middle? I love Jethro Tull, Yeah. But no. Okay. Well, Aaron, next week, the Amigos Game Selection Committee yeah. has chosen quite a title for us. All right. We're going to be looking at the Electronic Arts Platformer, Blood. Okay, all right. Yeah, so... I've never played that. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, We've heard that come up... That's come up in a ton of our games. It has, I've it like, heard, it's been referenced by us many times, but I've never played it. So well, that's we're going to check it out. Uh, we do record Amigos every Friday night, except when we don't, at around 5, the 5 5.30-ish Eastern time. Traffic uh, permitting. You can watch us live on YouTube Gaming. That's where most of the action in the chat is. Or you can watch us on Twitch. We simulcast to Twitch. Um, you can can hang out in the youtube chat with uh, the crew such as pixels at dawn duncan styles in the house thanks again duncan anthony davis pixels at dawn oh, i said his name already edvin helland uh john marshall uh per, per Sandgren. Uh, I mean, tons a of, of people, people tons today. of people in the chat so thank you so much everybody for joining us in the chat Aaron. It's good to be back alive, It's, it's isn't it? good to be
1: back alive. Yeah. We will see you all next time for Flood. Until then,
0: adios. adios.